and good afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Lauren Landis. The late Patty Fink will be back with us next week. Next week. Uh, our guest today is Wesley Smoot. He's the creator of Unleashed LGBTQ, which takes place March 25th to 27th. Hi, Wesley. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, David? Good, good. Um, Thanks for joining us, Wesley. Thank you. How are you, Laurent? I'm good. Hey, Wesley, if you could, let's just start by telling and explaining to your listeners, what is Unleashed LGBTQ? Well, it was going to be a great physical in-person event that we were planning for May. Um, we, uh, like most people who work in events, we had to transition everything into a virtual show. And, um, you know, we're doing it with uh, quite a bit of uh, success as far as uh, what we've experienced with registration and uh, a lot of the different brands and entertainers that we have on board. Um, our primary goal is to create a platform where all of these different brands, entertainers, and LGBTQ professionals can all come together and uh, connect. Um, everything from seeing the latest product, services, campaigns that are coming out, as well as uh, network amongst each other. Yeah, the networking part, of that, that's going to be really awesome. How did you come up with the idea? You know, I worked in a lot of uh, different um, backgrounds in uh, everything from public relations to event planning to marketing, and it was kind of just something that, you know, really uh, sort of presented itself as an idea when uh, seeing a lot of my friends who had uh, different LGBTQ companies and nonprofits and, uh, you know, seeing a lot of the entertainers that were coming out as they were being embraced by mainstream media and uh, figured, you know, we could have kind of our own version of, um, you know, South by that, you know, I would work in, that I would work with a lot in Austin. And I kind of wanted to do something like that for Dallas. Um, I figured it'd be a perfect hub. Mm -hmm. There's so many events that are in New York and uh, Los Angeles. And, you know, um, I think a lot of those people look, diff look forward to uh, finding out ways they can break out into different markets and reach different audiences. And, you know, Texas is awesome, you know. I think a lot of them would love to come here and, uh, you know, just break away from those environments that they're used to. So one advantage of uh, the pandemic for you is that this suddenly has become an international event because anybody can sign into it now from anywhere. Absolutely, yeah. But, so but and here, here's a big but, um, you know, in my office, uh, pandemic started people went home and just signed into their computers from home you didn't you were going to be a brand new event this year how did you pivot so quickly and easily and i'm saying that sarcastically because i couldn't have been <laughs> quick and easy yeah i'm sure you've worked your butt off how did you pivot so so quickly though from being a potential in-person event to being a an online event well just kind of one of those things that most companies, you know, experience and, uh, you know, where you do have to adapt or die. And um, we had already made so many incredible relationships with uh, a lot of these brands and uh, companies, uh, entertainers, their management, their publicists. And, you know, when putting it all together, we realized we, you know, have really had something. And um, it felt like it would have went to waste if we would have... Uh, you know, just really waited for, you know, this to potentially blow over. And in uh, January, we saw no signs of 
you know, relief as far as mm -hmm. when the pandemic would end. And we just put all of our efforts, you know, focus into uh, how would we make this a virtual event? And, you know, we reached out to everybody we had partnered with. Um, most of the people said, you know, we're still on board. We love the concept. We love working with you and your team. And let's, let, let's keep it going, you know. We, we um, see a lot of value for this in the future. So uh, we want to be there with you. And we're very, very grateful for that. Mm -hmm. One of the things that really excites me about this um, this event is that I think it, it it's really going to fill a need. I think um, with most minority groups and communities, the ethos has become to support their individual communities. You know, black, black, black communities promote by black women groups promote support women businesses and not just to to support and um, um, promote those, but also to embrace those um, those individual um, communities that are doing things. And the LGBTQ community is no different than that. I see things all the time about I'm looking for a gay, I don't know, something or trans um, uh, counselor or something like that. And I think this, do you see this fulfilling that need? You know, I see it fulfilling a lot of things uh, even within that, because I think there's a lot of different um, elements to, uh, you know, what the LGBTQ is culturally and commercially and those different needs as far as uh, needing exposure and different things like that are a lot the same, but, you know, creating a platform where all of those different things can come together I think is uh, unique and a very valuable opportunity. Absolutely. You know, we have different brands that are made specifically for, you know, trans people or um, more gay men or um, more lesbian focused uh, things, uh, apps, all kinds of different uh, fun products and services that, uh, you know, appeal to all the different letters in the LGBTQ. So, uh, let's talk about some of the guests. You can have some interesting guests and speakers. And um, tell me, are any of them from the Dallas area? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Melissa Grove, who I've worked with quite a bit. With, uh, she loves she Melissa. Was guest last she week. was just on here last week. Was uh, she really? Yeah. Yep. I just adore her. She does so much for the community. And when I reached out to her and, and initially, uh, I guess, conceptualizing the idea, she actually sat down with me and gave me quite a bit of really helpful advice and uh it was it was really nice you know dallas can be a hard nut to crack i think and uh mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of uh circles and stuff and people where you know do you really think you could do this or you know whose support do you have or this or yada yada and i was like well i have my ideas my my drive my really good marketing materials a good team you know and uh you know we'll we'll, we'll figure it out and, so, you know, within Dallas, it was great to have, you know, some people. Michael Sams, who, you know, played, uh, he was one of the first openly gay people to be drafted into the NFL. That's right. Um, he'll be speaking as well. Oh, awesome. Uh, be good to hear from him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we have we have a few, but um, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, uh, Matt Stolera, who I think you all know. He's a real big uh, in LGBTQ marketing. And, um, you know, I, I really enjoy the kind of diversity, not only, you know, with the uh, letters of representation we were talking about, but, you know, as far as our run of show, each day kind of begins more with 
topics pertaining to marketing, to business, to entrepreneurship, to nonprofits, and it transitions midday into things that are more entertainment. And so, uh, it's a wide variety of uh, speakers and topics. And um, is one of your guests going to be uh, um, Brian Sims from uh, Pennsylvania? Yeah, yeah. State Representative Brian Sims is going to be coming on and uh, kind of really talking about how uh, the turnout with the LGBTQ voters really helped, you know, overturn an election and, you know, change history for the better. Um, I can't wait to hear him talk about that. Yeah. And for our, first three, for, for our uh, listeners, if you don't know who Brian Sims is, just look him up. I think you'll be pleasant surprised when you see. <laughs> be sure to hit images. <laughs> Gorgeous man. Go ahead and type crop top with that as well. <laughs> or, or Zaddy, maybe Zaddy. <laughs> <laughs> but he does a lot of great work. Beautiful man. Yeah, he is. Oh, and you got to follow him on Twitter because he is one of the funniest guys, you know, and uh, just so straightforward. Some of the stuff that, well, I guess when it comes out of his mouth, but, you know, that he tweets out is just like, he doesn't hold back. He's got, you know, and he shouldn't, you know? Yeah, he shouldn't. Yeah, and, and it, while our uh, LGBTQ caucus in our legislature, six women now, uh, and, and they're doing some real good work, he's been controversial, actually. He has. Okay. Because he's so outspoken. And, and that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, he, he just, he doesn't put up with any garbage in a more... Well, let's just say uh, ours are more understated when, when in the way that they don't put up with right. stuff. <laughs> right. Agreed. And he's, he's just so pleasant to talk to. He's, you know, one of the um, people I was so privileged to work with. And, you know, he's also one of those guys that, you know, we end up talking on the phone and, you know, you realize how down to earth he is and, um, you kind of see some of these people, uh, you know, larger than life, hero types even, and it's like, uh, you get to talk to them. It's just, you know, normal guys, really mm -hmm. very funny in person, but you know, it's, uh, great and, uh, going over the topics you wanted to discuss and everything like that. It was like, wow, what a cool man. So we got so for our, uh, TV fans out there, we got some bad news this week um, that the show Pose is coming to an end. And uh, for those who don't know, that's a show that's based on, you know, the old, old um, Vulcan and ballroom dancing in the 80s. But you all, one of your guests is going to also, um, is going to be teaching lessons? Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, his, his name is Gravity Balmain, and he's from uh, the H, he's from a show cable television show um uh legendary where they uh actually it's like a big ballroom voguing uh kind of contest where they have a panel and they um you know vote on which is the best house so mm -hmm. i think you know the show pose really kind of brought that all back into the the uh public public eye and uh you know this show kind of made it you know fun reality show contest and he's just it was one of the big uh breakout performers that is just incredible. I saw him uh, on Twitter and I reached out to him and uh, asked if he would put together a tutorial for all of our virtual attendees. And so he will do, I guess, all the four eight counts. Either one of you guys dancers? <laughs> yes, I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, Laurent's our dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since, I got, I got since he became a father, yeah. not so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, you know what? Pass it on to the, to the kiddos. Maybe you can teach him how to vogue with this opportunity. Well, well, yeah. She, she, she she's she's t- teaching me things now. So nice. Um, so you we, you have everything from I'm an openly gay elected official to a vogue dancer to. Um, a counselor sounds like you got a little bit of everything. Um, were yeah. you were you were you really focused on making this diverse? Absolutely, I think there are just so many things to cover, and there's just such a, a wide range of interests and uh, you know topics that we can uh, cover. So many people who are experts, you know, with uh, marketing and entrepreneurship. Uh, you know, um, there's someone I've always admired, uh, Carmen Carrera. She was, um, uh, on, I think it was the second season of RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. But, um, you know, she went on to, uh, she was one of the first transgender people to be on there. I think the first. And the first transgender person to walk down the Victoria's Secret runway. You know, she broke so many different barriers. Um, I think first trans person to be signed to Wilhelmina Models. Mm-hmm. And, um... She will be uh, opening up her own casting, or not casting, I'm sorry, um, talent agency in Los Angeles. And I'm very excited for her. You know, that's such a uh, great step in a direction that really gives some uh, representation um, as an entrepreneur in that industry. Absolutely. Do you know yeah. one of the guests that I thought was interesting that you listed? Um, Stacy, I don't know how she pronounces her last name, Chosed? Chose? Chosed. Uh, she's CEO of League at AT&T. Now, the reason I say, oh, huh, CEO of an organization, 30 years ago, when uh, League was formed, they came on our show. Mm. And it was this odd little group from, I guess they were Southwestern Bell at the time. Um, oh, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> that created... That created an employee organization that was an L, I guess it was really in 1991 or two when they first formed. Uh, it was this gay or and maybe gay and lesbian. It might have just been a gay. Yeah, I employee. think it was a, a G and L back then. Organization. No other company had done anything like that before. And uh we had them on, and it was like, okay, so what? What do you do at <laughs> work that's gay and lesbian? What's gay and lesbian about a phone company? Right. And it was really revolutionary in employment. Sure, and it has been. Uh, I, I don't want to say imitated because I don't want to sound like you know a bad thing sometimes. No, they were the ones who helped clone it in other companies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, Texas Instruments came next and uh, several others right here in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, this is where, well, Outen Equals um, founder is from Dallas. And the reason is because she comes from a company that had one of these employee resource groups um, like AT&T's. That was the first one with this crazy idea that. Well, there are black employee groups, there are Hispanic right. employee groups, there are Christian employee groups. Why shouldn't we have a gay and lesbian one? Um, and most major companies have them now. Um, yep, now. Yeah, I'm sure she's going to talk about 
some of the things that they've negotiated for. Um, you know, and, and there are things like, well, back then it was, don't fire us because we're gay. Right, right. Yeah. So, so you know, it's had a big impact on uh, workplace environment for LGBT people. So yeah, I, I was, I, I thought that was an interesting one. Just that she has the title of, C <laughs> excuse me, CEO of the organization, I find fascinating because it's almost like it's its own corporate entity within the corporation. Right. We need yeah. to, uh, we need to take a break, Wesley. If you want to hang on just a couple of minutes and we'll be right back with more Lambda Weekly with Wesley Smoot. And this is Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio today with Laurent Landis. Um, we're talking to Wesley Smoot. He's the creator of Unleashed LGBTQ, which takes place March 25th to 27th. Uh, it's kind of going to be an online LGBT South by Southwest. It's for products, services, entertainment, politics, all mm -hmm. that stuff mm -hmm. um, thrown into the mix. Um, How, Wesley, after this... How, um, after th th this one, the 25th or the 27th, are there plans to do this every year? Um, how do you plan to continue with this? Yeah, the goal is definitely to have an annual event with a showcase for the different product services campaigns and always introduce new speakers. Um, we always want to do things that we view as culturally and commercially relevant to the LGBTQ community and consumer um, so I think, you know, as we grow, um, we'll, we'll definitely be, uh, including a lot of different, you know, new names and new, new apps, new performances and different businesses that we'll be working with. Um, to be hundred percent honest, I am so excited and very satisfied with, um, everything we've been able to accomplish. Um, especially after the pandemic, you know, um, had made us cancel our, uh, in-person event and um we uh we're, we're we're just very appreciative and grateful that you know a lot of the talent of this caliber and different um people are a part of this so for uh you, you know for planning ahead for talent um poets what you know speakers singers dancers whatever it might be um are you looking for anything specific you know, it's, we, what we really want to focus on, you know, so if that person had a new television show out, movie, book, anything like that that they are looking to uh, promote, we would like to be part of their press tour. Um, we've even uh, explored the idea of uh, working with some uh, uh, streaming services for them to showcase new LGBTQ films and series that they'll be putting out and having panel discussions. You know, um, we may even be able to uh, land someone from, uh, you know, very talented uh, cast from a very popular show that just came out. Uh, I think we'll be might be able to announce it by next week. But, nice, nice. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you did say author, so uh, J Josh and I are board operator here. We're both authors, so we might be hitting you up. Yeah, please do. <laughs> we both have books out, so <laughs> we can always use, use a little help. <laughs> oh, please do. You know, 
Um, I, I just I just think this is really good uh, opportunity for people to uh, you know showcase those things. You know, um, we are also going to have some virtual fashion shows with some really cool brands showcasing their spring and summer 2021 collections. I think that's really neat. You know, some of these brands are from Sydney, Australia. Some are from Barcelona. Some from San Francisco, California, and Los Angeles. And you know. Um, Okay, so if you're doing a if you're doing a virtual um, fashion show, you know some of the speakers can, like Melissa, can just speak from. Well, she'd be speaking from home. Um, I was going to say from her office, but her office is home now, um, and she doesn't need big production values. She needs her laptop. Sure. But something like a virtual fashion show, how do you put that on from Australia? Well, they have beautiful office in Sydney. They have a lot of gorgeous models at their disposal. And basically, they line them up like you would any other runway show, put on the latest things from that collection, march them down, and, uh, you know, videotape it. And they have the equipment to do it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They do. You know, a lot of these companies are well-equipped with some of that stuff that they use for their own marketing. And how does anyone go about being a part in um, participating or at least watching this event. What do they need to do? Watching is as easy as getting on the website and registering. Uh, you get on www.unleashedlgbtq.com. Uh, register button is right at the top. Uh, there's a form with uh, just a few simple questions and you'll be opted in for all of our emails. We will drop a schedule that will have all of the access codes that you will need for each specific event. And all you have to do is, you know, whenever you're done watching one, you know, open that other tab, copy, paste that next access code, if it's the next show you want to see, put it in, and you have, you know, you'll, you'll basically be able to watch uh, any, any one of the virtual events from our three-day lineup. Nice. Uh, and, and you say access code, accessing it through what, through Zoom? No, we're actually using a very cool platform called Webinar Jam. And uh, they're an exciting company out of La Jolla. And uh, so people will be able to, uh, you know, live comment. We'll have rooms for Q&As. Um, there's some other features that, you know, Zoom didn't quite have. And they're well known for taking on larger audience to where it doesn't affect their servers. So we shouldn't <coughs> have too many problems you know, on the back end, which is always a really scary thing for putting on large virtual events. And just uh, so people understand what they need, do they have to download something in order to get webinar jam? They do not. Oh, okay, so not it's just all. through your website. Correct. There'll That's be awesome. a link that opens up the webinar jam site, uh, link to that page. All you have to do is put in the access code, the event will open up, and you can watch uh, each event exactly that way. Oh, you know, um, going back to the COVID and how this changed your original plans, and of course, everybody's plans got changed because of COVID. But the silver lining, I think, in this is that had you done this just here in Dallas at, at the physical space, you would have been limited. Your audience would have been limited. Now that you're going virtual, anybody on the globe can watch, right? That's true. And we have seen a lot of uh, registration from all over the U.S. and Canada. The UK, 
Australia, <clears throat> India. We have a good few speakers from India. and um, Oh, awesome. You know, they have been great, uh, you know, in helping with promoting. And, you know, we uh, we, we, we really hope this, uh, this, this kind of cross-promotion really opens up opportunities for people to learn about, you know, different artists and brands that they might not have known of. Maybe you came to see this speaker and you learned about somebody else. Um, I think stuff like that's really cool. I think that's something I used to experience in going to South by thinking, I'll get there a little bit early to see the person I want to see, and then, bam, who is this? And now I, you know, I'm following somebody almost religiously and everything they put out or right. uh, put online. But, um, yeah, and, you know, there's other opportunities that it really provided us with as far as being able to uh, do things we couldn't have done just because of geographic or budgetary mm-hmm limitations and you know some of the speakers that we do have you know don't have to fly in from india or (laughs) you know bring in a whole group of uh swimsuit guys from australia or you know little things (laughs) like that yeah yeah because we don't yeah our board operator josh just said yeah i don't want a whole bunch of swimsuit guys uh invading dallas here (laughs) No, no, he, he does. Trojan army. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing Dallas needs. Oh my God. Okay, so um, so on that note, uh, going through some of your um, speakers, you have um, Andy Kraut from Grinder. Mm-hmm. What's what, what's that workshop going to be? Wow. You know, <laughs> Grind and Shine, I believe. Um. So there is something really interesting about using sex to sell, where we see it very prevalent in news and media, um, advertising, and you know, Grinder has existed as you know one of the largest uh, dating apps, and you know a lot of larger companies have been very reluctant to advertise on there, even with their reach and even with a prime demographic. So if they're so interested in using sex to sell, what is the difference? You know, a lot of people think it is just gay sex. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if, if it is just that, you know, is that discriminatory? Should, you know, is that a topic that should be discussed? And, you know, I think so. And I think it'd be a very interesting thing to first uh, to review and consider. Um, he's definitely not going to tell you how to make the most out of reaching guys in a 10-mile radius. <laughs> you have to figure that part out. You got to figure that out on your own. That is hilarious. <laughs> uh, he, he will definitely uh, have some some insight on the marketing side. Uh, uh, oh, okay, we're going to leave that one r- right there. Right there. <laughs> um, tell me about Mar- Martin Stark from uh, World Gay Boxing. I never heard of World world gay boxing but well it is it is absolutely brand new but it's uh making a lot of headway in australia oh. and um he's hoping to uh start the first all-inclusive uh boxing championship and um that would include you know any and everybody um there has been you know boundaries created for you know people who might be trans and there's a lot of things to learn about and be understood about those who might be taking uh hormone replacements for their transition um or just living through their regular life Mm -hmm. um 
So, you know, I, I think I think there are some uh, interesting perspectives to be gained from that topic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, I'd be interested yeah. just to talk about trans and sports in general. That's such a hot topic right now. Agreed. Um, another hot topic, there's a gentleman, Mike Page. Um, I know he works for Warner Studios. He started his own casting agency. I'm excited about his topic. He wants to go over, um, which is kind of a sensitive issue we talked a lot about last year, um, I guess as a whole. Um, straight actors getting all the gay roles and, you know, what, is, what does that mean? And um, I, I had talked to him a bit about you know, his topic in general, what he was going to cover. And I, I actually just kind of had mixed feelings about it. You know, it's like, you know, it, part of me is like it is acting. Mm-hmm. You know, there's another part of me that's like, well, hell, you know, how are you going to call this guy so brave and he's worthy of an award you know, just for, you know, playing a gay man? Um, yep. You know, so I think I think we uh, I think we got some great people to discuss a lot of neat stuff. Yeah, I think that that's an interesting topic because I think we're beyond, oh, it's so brave to be in a role where you're playing gay. Yeah, we are beyond it. It's, it's, the tide has kind of switched now to the point where straight actors actually want to do it because sure. they, they almost automatically get applauded for it. Um, and the, the the award shows they they love it. Oh, because so that that's that same notion is still there that they're brave for doing it. Where the flip side is, then this is where I get I'm kind of like you, Wesley. I'm kind of mixed about the whole thing. Whereas there was an openly yeah. LGBT um, actor, they don't get once they are open, they don't get cast in heterosexual roles. Sure. So it's it's it's, yeah. it's not balanced right or fair at all. Mm-hmm. No, no, and and then there's also things like, oh my God, I never want to not get to see a performance by someone like Keith Ledger or or Stanley Tucci who just came out with something. Okay. Yeah, yep. It's it's it, it, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, you and, know something that we get to hear from uh, you know, the horse's mouth or. I don't know if Mike appreciates being called a horse on the radio, but <laughs> yeah, that's definitely one I want to tune into. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Um, yeah, another one of your guests is um, somebody talking about hyperlocalization, and I'm looking at my notes and I can't read my handwriting. Who he is, Steve something. Oh, I don't have my computer in front of me. Um, I. It's, He's, he's from Commando. Am I right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Commando Commando's a, um, is an agency that helps companies who want to reach the LGBTQ audience um, find helps them find specific ad buys mm. for different things. It could be from hookup apps to LGBTQ magazines, blogs, anything like that. But, uh, you know, um, they're actually uh, you know, kind of like a sponsor for us and have been uh, taking on a lot of our digital ad buys. Hmm. Um, so, you know, that's something that uh, he'll go into. There's um, there's Alana Cairo that I'm really excited, and she has an, um, a consulting firm that deals with some of the biggest, you know, Fortune 500 companies, and she talks to them about what it means to be your authentic self at work and how, you know, companies 
end up uh, having to deal with retention issues because people are quitting because they're so darn unhappy at work because they can't be themselves. Oh, that's so a great topic. There's a whole program about, you know, allowing people to be their authentic selves. And what they're actually learning is that they, um, they're finding that people are more productive. They're more overall happy. They're staying at their job longer. They're willing to do more, you know, because they are encouraged to be themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And particularly LGBTQ people, I think now yeah. that has been deemed uh, illegal, um, well, legal that we we have the right to work and so forth and not be fired. Um, that was just ruled by the uh, U.S. Supreme Court this past summer. Um, so I think that will help also with people being their authentic selves at work. That dovetails sure. right into um, AT&T's league organization mm -hmm. that I mean that actually was what they were founded for uh, that we can be ourselves at work that we can um, feel safe that we can feel safe with uh, being who we are right right yeah it's important well you know and then there's uh, we have the Globetrotter guys who I just found out that they're going to be interviewed by a gentleman who writes for Forbes magazine he's a queer man who um, uh, focuses on lifestyle and travel. And uh, these two guys, I believe they're like in their mid-20s or something. They have such a successful blog about them traveling all over the world and it you know, pertains to everything to like the hottest places to go dance with your shirt off. Or places <laughs> you might want to be careful holding hands with your partner in public, you know? Right. So, uh, you know, these guys have been all over the world and they have a ton of perspective. And so I'm really excited about that one. Do you have any guests, um, you know, like as David mentioned earlier, I am a parent, and so I belong to a lot of uh, uh, parent LGBT parent groups, and I have constantly somebody's asking about uh, uh, something LGBT-related as far as parents. Do you have any LGBT parent speakers? You know, I would, I would imagine that a lot of the folks here um, are, in fact, parents. Um, as of now, without having, you know, some of my other team with me, I'm sure they could probably help answer that better. Okay. But, it's not um, one of the main topics. So the, not, not, not as far as topic, as far as I know. I know Celia Daniels, um, her, her thing is uh, from, the, from the bathroom to the boardroom, you know, um, transgender issues, um, there being a glass ceiling and her being overlooked for a lot of different um, roles that she was more than qualified for and then it being passed on to somebody else. I know she wanted to discuss some things regarding her own childhood, but not so much as uh, being a parent. I know that she is one. Hmm. Um, well, maybe we, now, maybe, uh, maybe I'll get with you later and talk about maybe for next year. Yeah, I would love that. And, you know, and that's, that's, that's a very important topic. Thank you for, thank you for bringing that up. No um, I do definitely want to bring up, uh, this was one of my I guess one of the things I might say that I'm most excited about is uh, working with Mateo Lane. He's a, he's a stand-up comic with a opera background. And he's going to kind of be running the things together, partnering with a guy named Henry Kapersky, who uh, is an award-winning pianist. Together, they're going to do their own rendition of Barbara Streisand's 1960 album, One Night at the Bonsoir. And I am very excited about it. I think they're going to do about five songs. 
Okay. And uh, he's going to do a Q&A after. So, so but, uh, a gay comedian and Barbara Streisand. So you can't go wrong with that. I was going to say the gay comedian and Barbara Streisand. What's gay about that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get it. So, um, I, I just can't wait to see it. Me it's too. Gonna, it's going to be a big surprise for everybody. One other um, category that you have here, I think it was more than one. Um, I'm just seeing uh, one in my notes. Uh, a practical, somebody talking about practical magic. Oh, yeah, that's kind of a funny inside joke between me and Wadua Wali, and she's been huge. Stacey Chose actually introduced me to her and said, this is somebody you should probably network with, talk to. She has the mixtape capsule, which is going to bring in a variety. I almost don't want to say too much. You know, she, she was giving me this new description to write. Okay. Uh, you know, it involves some older music and some new renditions and how they're making it uh, work with some of their charitable organizations and Cindy Lopper's in the mix there. So, nice. um, you know, we talk about some surprises during our event. That's definitely one of them. I can't say too much, but should be a lot of fun. I really appreciate her. And she's actually somebody who um, was very active and wanting to help me out really recognize the value and you know what we were producing and right away was like let me get on the phone for you honey i want to reach out to all these people they're all going to be so excited to help you and and she was right like you know they just started calling me and they're like wow this is so neat and you know why do i just kept saying the best things about you and um she's actually where we got Lana Kairos and Mike Page and, you know, um, some great introductions to uh, some other people, including our PR firm out in L.A., um, NRPR. Well, Wesley, thank you so much. We're out of time. And... Okay, so thank, so, 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 thank, so thank you very much, Wesley. We'll, we'll talk again soon, okay? I appreciate it, guys. Thank All right. You. Thank yeah, you. And if you're interested, it's unleashedlgbt.com. It's dot com. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for being with us. And we'll be back with more Lambda Weekly right after this. And this is Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Lauren Landis. Uh, Josh, during the break, said you needed to keep it on topic. Men in swimsuits and grinder. <laughs> I mean, hey, he's right. If you want to draw an audience, I, I, I guess you can't go wrong with that. But it's unleashedlgbtq.com. Yes. March 25th to 27th uh, for anybody who's interested. Uh, it's free. Yeah. To yep. attend. Um, so you got your COVID vaccine. I did. And Josh got his too. So we've all been pricked. <laughs> uh, Patty hasn't. Oh, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, at least the ones who are here in the studio Three right now. Three of us now. have, yes. Three of us have. So I got mine. And it'll take about two weeks before you have some antibodies that, to speak of. Mm -hmm. When did you got, get yours, Josh? Friday. Friday. And you got yours where? Uh, Fair. Fair Park. How did that go? How'd it go? Good. They said between 10 and 11, and it took the hour. But Oh, really? But the car never stopped moving, and, you know... It was it was fairly quick. I mean, I thought it would be much longer. You hit a couple of oh, so ladies wait a on the way. And so <laughs> when you so when you go to Fair Park, you don't even get out of the car, mm -mm. right? Oh, I didn't realize that. Awesome. 
Yeah, so you did yours at CVS. I did mine at CVS. If you didn't get out of your car, you would have had to stick your hand through the drive through <laughs> window. Right. That wouldn't work. Right. But you know what? Mine, from the time I walked in, and because you, you have to check in, from the time I walked in the door to check in to actually getting the shot was less than eight minutes. Well, CVS is a small it is. venue it, but, for these. But it was quick. And, you know, for anyone who's listening and still having doubts, especially about side effects, I, mean, I can't speak for everybody. Everybody, uh, Everybody's body reacts different. But this was less painful than just getting a flu shot. Okay, so you got which one? I got the Pfizer shot. Okay, so what I'm hearing from people who've gotten Pfizer is uh, the reaction came on the second one. Mm, I've uh, heard that from a few. Yeah, um, and, and not everybody's getting it, but... And it only lasts a few hours. Okay. Yeah, you know, just feeling yeah. a little bit woozy, feeling like, oh, yeah. that kind of hit me. Yeah. Um, so, so I got it. It, it you know, just a little quick, quick burning sensation when it, you know, actually injecting it in. My arm was sore um, yet the, the day after, and that was it. Um, so, Josh, you got which one? I think I got the Dolly Parton. <laughs> Which is the Moderna? The Moderna. <laughs> and any any side any Josh side effects? Get the Dolly Parton vaccine. Of course, how appropriate. <laughs> any any side effects besides the sore arm? Good, good. Okay. Yeah. Now those yeah. two vaccines work off of basically the same platform. It's mm -hmm. an RNA based vaccine um, that your body is recognizing that piece of the. Uh, coronavirus and you start developing antibodies takes a couple of weeks till you have enough to make a difference yeah so yeah. be careful keep wearing your mask oh absolutely i got the astrazeneca because i'm part of a drug trial that still hasn't been approved here um but i'm immune in canada the uk the eu and india you are but not south africa but not South Africa anymore. <laughs> yeah. Originally, they were going to, but it doesn't seem to work on the South there's African a, variant. There's a variant strain in South Africa that they're saying it doesn't hold up to as well. Right. So, so. hopefully that will change. But you, what do you think? Do you think we will have to get another shot next year or in six months? You know, they don't know yet. On, it, they don't know yet. It depends on how fast... Uh, they can produce, especially the new Johnson & Johnson, get that distributed, get it into lots and lots of arms, because the fewer people that have the disease, the less chance, it, uh, the less chance that it'll mutate. And it's not that it's, it mutates more because there are more cases out there. It's just that viruses mutate. And if there are a million cases, it's more likely to mutate among a you know, somewhere among a million people than if there's a hundred cases, right? And just because we're down to a hundred or a thousand or ten thousand cases doesn't mean it won't mutate. It's just the chance that it will mm -hmm. is lower, and then the chance to spread it, even if it has mutated, is even lower. It's even it's lower the more people that have been vaccinated. Right. So it's not that uh, it's not that it prevents. The mutation because you've had the vaccine it's just the chance that it'll mutate and the chance that uh fewer people will get it um well, so the mask mandate in texas well even though i'm vaccinated i partly 
Um, I will continue to wear my mask. If anything, I'm going to triple up now. I've been wearing two this entire time. I probably will start putting three on when I go to stores. Mm -hmm. And I've been pretty good about wearing them in public. I've been vaccinated since uh, early, like, well, late fall, early winter. Um, I guess, yeah, you really were ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got mine before any of them had been approved yet. Right. And the one that I got should be going before the FDA uh, this month. So we'll see. Um, but it's still a good idea in public. Uh, they're finding that the vaccines do prevent transmission, which, which is what impo what's important. It's very important. Because you don't wear a mask to protect yourself. You wear the mask to protect somebody else. Right. It's, uh, it's that transmission that you're preventing. So people who say, well, you're infringing on my rights, no, you don't have a right to spread disease to other people, especially when it's so easily prevented just by wearing a mask. Just by wearing a mask. Yep. Uh, so, and I say I do a pretty good job. In my office, there are usually just one or two of us in the office in about, I don't know how many square feet it is, 3,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. So we don't wear a mask working all day. Right. But... Um, well, even in my office, I think most, most people take their mask off when they get back to their individual cubicle. Mm. So, yeah, because you're, you're, you're at least six feet away from the next person. So Right, and enclosed. Right, exactly. So, so yeah, that's fine. Um, and Josh, well, you're doing everything you do uh, virtually. Actually, we started back on campus this oh, you past did. week. Josh is a teacher. And uh, our students, everything is still virtual, but offices opened up. So we're doing an A-B schedule where one week, one of us, one group works, the other week, the other group works on campus. And then we work from home in the off week. But you don't have students there. But we don't have students. So you don't need to be in a mask because you're in your own classroom. So they're actually making us double the mask. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're... We're really not encouraged to hang out <laughs> as employees or yeah, with right. colleagues. So yeah, we're we have to stay in our offices to the best of our. But ability. when you're teaching, you're on cam, right? So when we're teaching, we're on camera. Yeah, and yeah. that that we don't necessarily have to wear a mask for. Yeah, okay. Dan same thing with dating. Mm -hmm. They're still teaching virtually and in person on camera at the same time. Well, and speaking of all this, one of the things we're doing here at KNON is we are trying to keep things safe for each other. So far, we've done a good job. Uh, so we're ending our shows at about uh, 10 of in order to keep things safe, keep things clean. We're changing windscreens, wiping down all the counters in between each show. So um, we're going to go to some music. Uh, is that Sonia you're playing? Yeah, the other one. Oh, okay. Um, and what was that other one? Oh, can't reach. You can't reach. Marsha Stevens. Marsha Stevens. Uh, uh, for the next nine minutes, for all of us here at Lambda Weekly, we'll see you next week. Yeah.